This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled that a portion of the Montana election law that regulates how many signatures minor parties must gather for their candidates to appear on ballots is unconstitutional. Back in 2018, the Montana Green Party challenged the rules that require minor parties to gather signatures equal to at least 5% of the total votes cast for the winner in the most recent gubernatorial election in at least 34 of 100 state house districts. A three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit ruled Monday that basing signature requirements on the number of people in each House district who voted for a winning governor leads to petition signatures being valued differently in districts with similar populations. For the 2018 election, there were 21 House districts in which a minor party would have had to have gathered between 50 and 99 signatures. Another 53 would have required 100 to 140, and 26 required 150 signatures, which is the maximum. Quote, the state has provided no reason, much less a compelling reason, for requiring far more signatures in some equal population districts than others. That's the opinion from Judge William Fletcher. The case is being sent back to Judge Brian Morris to determine the relief to which the Green Party is entitled. Montana Green Party attorney Quentin Rhodes also plans to request attorney fees from the state. The Montana legislature can't change the law until it is scheduled to meet again in 2023. The judges said neither the state nor the plaintiffs addressed whether the now invalid distribution requirement could be severed from the rest of the primary ballot access law. Forecasters say a powerful storm will sweep through Montana and Wyoming and could bring winds of over 100 miles per hour that are expected to blow down trees and power lines. The National Weather Service said Monday that along the Rocky Mountain front northwest of Great Falls, localized gusts could exceed 110 miles per hour. Winds gusting to 75 miles per hour are expected in northwestern Wyoming. Higher gusts possible along the Chief Joseph Highway. A high wind warning for much of the region remains in effect into Tuesday. Authorities warn high winds could make driving difficult, particularly for high-profile vehicles that are more prone to tipping over. Hydrologists are hoping for an end to Montana's widespread drought this year, with some signs pointing for potential above-average moisture in a few months. The Governor's Drought Advisory Committee met earlier this month, and forecasters said that the southeast and northwest corners of the state have seen some improvement. With the Helena area and north along the Rocky Mountain front, they've gotten worse. Montana's average temperature through September this year was the highest on record. It was also the third driest stretch for that time season. That's according to Aaron Peters, senior hydrologist with the National Weather Service in Great Falls. 
As a whole, the state was 4.8 degrees above normal and 3.2 inches of precipitation below normal for that time period. 96% of the state is short to very short on topsoil moisture. That's the amount of moisture on average in the top layer. Many reservoirs are also several feet below normal. Meteorologists and hydrologists are looking to the Pacific Ocean for indication as to how the next few months could go and whether those deficits can be erased. Looking forward, forecaster Peters says, we have officially made it into La Nina season. La Nina is characterized as strong trade winds that push more water towards Asia down by the equator. In turn, upwelling increases, bringing colder water to the surface off the coast of the west coast, and that pushes the jet stream north. In terms of weather patterns, La Nina is typically marked by lower temperatures and higher than normal precipitation across the northwest and Canada. That's according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Forecasts to say La Nina has a 90% chance to persist through the winter and a better than 50% chance through April. Forecast temperatures will be about normal. The passage of the infrastructure bill in Congress could provide relief for one Montana community threatened by floods. Three Forks sits at the Missouri River headwaters and the confluence of three rivers, the Gallatin, Jefferson, and Madison. Recently updated assessments from the Federal Emergency Management Agency find the community is at a significant risk from flooding. Perticia Hernandez, executive director of the Montana-based nonprofit Headwaters Economics, says the new floodplain map would make it harder to build in most of the community. Quote, there's major consequences for the community for regional job growth and housing affordability because Three Forks has some of the last affordable housing in the county where Bozeman is located. Hernandez noted that the city, in collaboration with the state and engineers, has come up with a project that would make use of a dry river channel along the Jefferson to redirect water back into the river. Hernandez says it would protect about a quarter of the community's homes and businesses. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is making changes to normalize extended elk hunting season. FWP Director Hank Warsich has told FWP wildlife managers that he is moving away from the elk shoulder season concept and associated performance criteria. As part of that, he is purging the term elk shoulder season in favor of early and late antlerless elk seasons. Hunting during shoulder seasons was previously limited to private land because much of the overpopulation is caused by elk harboring on private land where most hunters can't get at them during the regular season. Retired FWP biologist Ken Hamlin did research on the shoulder seasons prior to 2005 and found that elk populations can only be effectively reduced when there are many hunters. If they can only access a small chunk of public land, the elk learn to move to private land 
where they're safe. A former Missoula man, 55-year-old Boyd Allen Camper, has been sentenced to 60 days in prison for his actions during the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Judge Colleen Kohler Kotley handed down her ruling, which also includes $500 in restitution and serving 60 hours of community service. Prosecutors agreed to job charges of knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority, knowingly engaging in disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or ground, and engaging in disorderly or disruptive conduct in the Capitol building or on the grounds. In his sentencing, Camper told the judge he came to Washington, D.C. because he was very involved on Facebook, believed the election was fraudulent, and as a Marine Corps veteran, went to answer the call of his commander-in-chief, then-President Donald Trump. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR, in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.